whatever content you're putting out, I think the relatable is the biggest importance that I'm noticing these days. Like people are going to connect with you when they're seeing themselves in you. So instead of thinking like, oh, this needs to be perfect or so funny, right? Like I'm known to get hives. Like I just get hives all the time. It just for seven years, I get nervous, I get hives, but I just share that. And then it connects with people, right? It doesn't stop me from showing up. But I think like, you know, people just need to rip the bandaid off and show themselves because that's what's going to relate to people. You're listening to The Brands That Book Show, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who want practical tips and strategies for building engaging brands, crafting high converting websites, and creating reliable lead generation systems for their businesses. I'm your host, Davey Jones, co-founder of two agencies, a brand and website design agency, Davey and Krista, and the digital advertising agency, Till Agency. And I ask questions so you can find answers. Christian Bowler of Cabs Insta Academy joins me for a conversation about building your business with Instagram. And I am really excited to share this episode because Cab shares so many practical tips. It was definitely one of those episodes where I had a number of light bulb moments about my own business. And as soon as I got off this call, Chris and I started chatting about how we could implement some of the ideas that I picked up from this episode. I really appreciated how Cab thinks through how each aspect of Instagram works towards a business's larger goals, from reels and carousels to stories and feed posts. And I think this is the perfect episode if you struggle with consistency, determining what kind of content to create on Instagram, how you should show up, if you're hesitant to commit to video, and you just want a strategy that makes sense. I was really motivated after this episode to revisit our Instagram strategy. I hope you are too. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Check them out at davianchrista.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this episode. It really does help. Now, on to the episode. Gab, welcome to the Brands That Book Podcast. Excited to chat. Our admin, Kayla, speaks really highly of you. And we're talking about a topic that I think a lot of people are interested in, uh, which is Instagram. And sort of secondarily, building your business on Instagram. And that S word that nobody ever really wants to talk about, which is sales. You know, I feel like, I mean, even personally, I stick to a lot of marketing related topics, you know, so I'm excited to dive in and talk a little bit about how you can, you know, sell using Instagram as well. But but welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So, you know, recently... You know, we had to reschedule this podcast because your husband surprised you with a trip to <laughs> Florida, which is amazing. I keep on trying to convince Krista to surprise me with a, a trip to Florida. Are you located in Canada? Is that where, you, where you're from? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I'm about 30 miles east of the downtown core of Toronto. Okay, so cool. we are always down to go south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is it significantly warmer right now? I'm sure. I mean, in Florida, it's even significantly warmer than it is here in Virginia. But has spring set in in Toronto? You know what? The week we were in Florida was actually cold and everyone was still in jackets, like 50s, okay? It was chilly. And this week, though, we're hitting like 80 and 85, so not bad right now. Yeah, awesome. Well, you have a really interesting story going from barista at Starbucks to you know running this online business. Maybe you could just fill in our listeners a little bit about your backstory and how you went from being a barista at Starbucks to running an online business. Sure. Okay, so seven years ago, I was a full-time Starbucks barista. I had one daughter at the time. She was four. 
And a girlfriend of mine started to talk to me about this business that was coming to Canada and I needed to jump in and get involved. And it was a direct sales business. And I was like, no, like immediately I was just no, because in my mind, which you already talked about sales, so that was interesting. In my mind, anybody that I knew that was in the direct sales selling space was, you know, not my cup of tea. They were that sleazy type, the type that they walk in a room and you run the other way because they're going to come and corner you or, you know, and I was not interested in the Tupperware party, so to speak. That's what was in my mind. Okay. I had a bad vision in my mind of what it was. So I immediately said no. But fast forward three months of her talking to me, like I literally ignored her emails. I was that person to just ignore her emails. But fast forward three months, the direct sales business that I'm in is very mission focused that I'm in now. (laughs) Basically, she got me. But the mission behind it and the education really hit me because my eyes were opened to that. But then I got to be honest, I would have just bought the product. Okay, What got me into the business was two things. She phoned me. Because you got to know, I didn't answer any of her emails, okay? So she picked up the phone and called me. I happened to answer. I say it's a God thing because I cannot believe I answered my phone. But within 10 minutes, because my immediate reaction was annoyed, I'm like, why did she call me? Within 10 minutes, I said to her, I said, okay, look, I am really intrigued with the products and the mission, but I'm not interested in selling because this is why. So I said, I need to know two things before I jump into the business. Number one, can I do this online? Like, can I do this, you know, via social media instead of the old school in-home party way? And then number two, how much money are you actually making? Like, (laughs) let's be real. I'm not doing this. And I was looking for a way at the time to make income, extra income. I was, you know, I was at Starbucks. That's not a lot of money working full time. And my daughter was going into school soon. Anyway, I was looking for a way to make extra money, but that would somehow fit in my already full-time schedule and my husband's full-time schedule. So this, of course, when she said I could work it online and the amount of money that she was making was as much as it was taking me three months at Starbucks to make, she was making in one month. So anyway, I dove into the online space and had no idea what I was doing. So I signed up to be in drug sales. I started my Instagram account a week after joining and I built my business via Instagram with no clue what I was doing, but figuring it out along the way. And within nine months, I quit at Starbucks. I had doubled my Starbucks income with my online business now within nine months. And it just was growing from there. And I love chatting about Instagram because it's a free app on our phone that anybody can utilize. You don't have to have experience to figure it out, right? You figure it out by doing. Yeah. Well, you know, that's so interesting because I think that so many people get frustrated with Instagram, right? I mean, you hear about the algorithm and, you know, how it's so hard to get in front of people organically, you know, and even our approach, you know, it's like we put a lot of effort around our email list, but with Instagram, you know, I have trouble wrapping my mind around like, you know, is this really a sales channel? If that makes sense, you know, like, can it really be used to actually build somebody's business and sell at the same time? So I guess like, you know, as you were getting started with Instagram, what were some of the things that you did that you felt like really made a difference in not only like building your audience on Instagram, but then also, you know, actually moving product? Right. I'll tell you something that I didn't do for eight months that I feel is the biggest game changer. Now, I also have to say, I started my business in 2016. At that time, there was no Reels. There wasn't even Instagram stories yet 
at that time. So when I started, it was just straight up posting pictures. You could post videos, but it was just posting, right? Snapchat was the stories. And then suddenly Instagram kind of started to follow Snapchats. So when I first started, I was just so consistent, right? I was just posting, posting consistently. But then when stories came out and like live videos and everything, I like freaked. I was like, I am not doing that. I am not putting out a video. And I will tell you, I got to my online business to a $10,000 a month in sales business without doing videos, with just showing up consistently. So I'm not here to say it can't be done. However, after eight months, when I ripped the bandaid off and I did my first live video, my business changed completely. So I feel like the biggest game changer is to just face to camera video consistently over time is the game changer. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, for people who are trying to build their Instagram, you know, maybe they feel like they have limited time, limited patience with, you know, trying to, you know, understand Instagram. Is that what you would advise them to do is like start there, face the camera video? I would. I think too, like it's crucial to first know who you're talking to and to know what you're about and why, right? I think that is first and foremost before you can even show up. Do you know your personal brand, right? Figuring out your content pillars so that you then can know exactly the content that you're pulling out. And then number two, I'm a big fan of finding your plan of consistency and then sticking to it like glue within your content pillars. There's a lot of noise on social media and there's a lot of people who tell you what to do right in their plan of consistency. And I find that people can, you know, like, okay, I'm going to show up every single day and I'm going to do a reel a day. I'm going to go live every day. I'm going to do, and then they get burnt out and they fall off, you know, and they show up for a week and then they're gone because they can't maintain it and keep up. So what I say is just, okay, relax, take a chill pill on, you know, pick one day a week where you're thinking through, okay, I can show up three times this week, right? Show up three times face to camera in a week with value, do it again the next week, then the next week, your followers and your people, that's how they're going to start to like, know and trust you, right? Because you are consistent. And when you show up, they see your face, which is the most authentic way to show up. And they see it, you know, consistency versus you know, all those people, we all know these people who show up when there's a promo or they show up when there's a sale or they show up when it's the end of the month and it's crunch time and they have to get their sales in, right? That is the fastest way to lose trust with your audience. So I'm a big fan of, you know, even if you only show up on Monday nights at 9 p.m., if you are consistent every Monday, you're showing up jam-packed value. I find so much more value in that than, you know, being like a squirrel showing up. I don't know, is that like just, I hope that just gives some encouragement that it's not about, you know, necessarily the quantity inconsistency that people get in their heads. It's about the quality of consistency. I think that's important advice for people who are sitting there thinking though, like, I just need someone to tell me what what's the minimum amount I should be showing up on a consistent basis. You know, like blogging, for instance, we tell people and email, you know, I think it's the same way. We often tell people like, hey, you got to be landing in people's inbox at least once every other week. And that's probably pushing it, you know? So if you had to come up with some sort of rule for Instagram, like what's a good initial time commitment that somebody should make showing up on Instagram? That's a great question. I like to kind of put Instagram into zones, right? You have the story zones, you have lives, you have reels, you have carousels, you have posts. There's all these different zones, right? And all of the zones 
the goal should be to go to the direct message, right? Because where do sales happen in the direct message, right? I like to view the direct message as like, you know, coffee chats with people and how incredible that social media allows us to have so many coffee chats a day with people from literally all over the world. So our goal should be to get people to talk to you, right? So you're asking how often to show up. I say you should show up every single day in your stories. Like I think your stories should never be dead. The stories is the fastest place to get to the direct message zone. That's where you're going to sell, okay, the stories. So when people, I say, okay, show up in your stories every single day. As far as the other zones, a minimum once a week, but I think three to five times a week is awesome. If you can do every day, better. But I don't think that you have to in those zones. Yeah. Well, the other piece of what you're talking about is the content piece. And you mentioned content pillars. Could you explain what you mean by content pillars to people who might be listening who aren't familiar maybe with that term? You know, you're going to hear all different things. And I feel like what I love is, you know, a little bit different than maybe what is a trend right now. And you're going to hear a lot of people say niche down, you need a niche, niche down, niche down, and only talk about your niche, which I agree to an extent. But when you are selling something, in reality, you're selling yourself, right? Like, you know, I sell a product, I sell a course that I've created, I sell another digital product that are templates, I have affiliate links, right? So my brand is not the products that I sell. My brand is myself, right? The people are first going to connect with me, I need them to first like me. And so if they like me, they'll hopefully click follow, and then they're eventually going to get to know me better. And then once they trust me, they're going to buy whatever I'm selling or sharing, right? So it's important for people to know their brand is not the company or the product they're selling, it's themselves. So once you know, okay, it's myself, okay, that's great. Now what? So now we're going to work on your content pillars. And what does that mean? So like for myself, okay, I am a mom, I am a business owner times three, right? I love to run or, you know, now it's turned into more walking, (laughs) but just like different content pillars that you can put down and then you fill up content under those buckets and you do not stray from those buckets. It takes away the confusion of people coming and being like, why is she suddenly talking about this and then this and then this, right? But it's just you and what makes up you. It also gives yourself, I feel like that decision fatigue goes away. So when you're sitting down to write your content for the week or the month or six months, however you planned your content, you can go and look at your content pillars and say, okay, this is what I'm pulling from, right? So you put your brand pillars first and then underneath it, the content ideas. And it's literally limitless. Once you have that down, it just will give such a breath of fresh air once someone just figures out their content pillars. Yeah, no, I think content pillars are super important. I talk about them a lot in the context, again, of more blogging, you know, written content. But I 100% agree that it's one of those things where if you think through what those content pillars are, then really the decisions you have to make around content are far fewer. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of people get sort of hung up is, I just don't know what to post, or I just don't know what to write, or I just don't know, you know, whatever. But once you have these content pillars, like you said, the different ideas, you know, they're sort of endless. One of the questions that I have for you, though, is, you know, how do you figure out sort of the unifying, you know, piece of those content pillars, you know, because I could see them getting sort of random, uh, if that makes sense. So I guess, you know, how do you create content pillars that sort of connect back to, you know, these different products that you sell? So I mentioned like fitness in, so mom, 
business life. Honestly, those are the main two things that I go with and business is really the foremost in then, which you will find once you create your content pillars. There'll be one like main one um, with lots of buckets underneath because under business owner, I have direct sales. I have digital products. I also have my own e-commerce shop where I sell t-shirts and stuff, you know, so that's a big pillar right there. And then mom, you know, I'm, how does that fit in? Well, I'm a mom who's also running a business and I love to show people that it's not either or it's both and right? You can do both. So those fit in together to show it's very relatable to to people, right? And then a big part of my products that I sell are very, very health related and health focused. So when I'm showing that I'm taking care of my body and I'm walking and what I'm eating and different things like that, that is not a money maker, but it's just relatable in the sense that I am a human being and this is another part of me, but it still fits in with my brand. I think especially because of the, just that you are a mom, you know, and I think a lot of moms feel that pull of, you know, also having all the responsibility of running a business and then also needing to take care of themselves. So I, I could see how that could be a compelling message for, you know, those people who are following you. One of the things that you mentioned, which sort of light bulb moment for me, and I just, you know, again, um, I would say Instagram is not my strength. You know, like if you went to my Instagram, it's going to be oftentimes just posting about my family, you know, and pretty uh, sporadically. But one of the things that you mentioned was trying to get people to the DMs. What is it about a DM that you feel like is so special? Because, you know, I guess I just go to, oh, I'm trying to get people to my website, if that makes sense, right? So what is it about a DM? Why do you think you should be trying to connect with people there? In any business that you have, whether it's online or in person, right? I think sometimes people think online, they see a screen and they forget that there's a human being holding the phone, right? Even when people are scared to rip the bandaid off, right? We're not thinking about the person, right? But if we put in our minds, remove the screen and like right now, like I'm just pretending I'm sitting in a coffee shop chatting to you, right? It changes the game, right? So if people can think for the direct message, how can I like chat to someone, right? Sales is just conversation, right? So the goal every day should be how many conversations can I have? Not having conversations with people over comments. I mean, like that's a baby conversation, but to actually start to cultivate a relationship, we got to like text or you talked about email, right? So maybe email to you is like kind of like a DM, but it's just about how can we cultivate relationships and sure, Sometimes I'll make sales by people straight up just hitting the link for sure. That happens, right? But then I'm always like, stink, they probably didn't get free shipping or maybe they didn't get the best promo, right? So I'm always like, talk to me so I can help you save money so I can, you know, get to know exactly what you need, right? So it's the same as if it would be an in-person, but it should be no different online. So just constantly wanting to drive people to just start chatting to me. And honestly, I don't care if someone talks to me about my coffee in the morning or the song that I shared, right? Obviously, that's not my business, but it's starting a conversation because that conversation can grow and then we can take that conversation wherever it goes, which is most likely going to eventually end up business related. Yeah. And so I also own an advertising agency. And one of the things that we always talk about as a team in the advertising agency is bridging the trust gap, you know, and just a lot of what I hear you saying, I feel like is very congruent with what we talk about in that trust gap conversation, you know, especially with face, you know, like FaceTime, actually putting your face out there, you know, I think it's probably why something like webinars are one of the shortest ways to bridge that trust gap, just because people can see your face and you become all of a sudden a real human. But I think, you know, DMs, they, I think even more personable, right, than something like email. 
because you are actually chatting with somebody. And there is a level of vulnerability there in actually exchanging messages with somebody, you know, so to get somebody to that point and then to hold that conversation with them. And I remember, you know, business owners used to sort of complain like, oh, I hate getting, you know, DMs. I wish people would just email me or whatnot. But I think the opposite is probably true, right? I mean, if somebody feels comfortable enough to reach out via DM and actually have that conversation with you, you know, it's probably one of the easiest ways then to build trust with that person, you know, and to really engage them. So I really like that. I think maybe something that we'll have to start doing is really shifting our mindset towards trying to get people in the DMs. And now via DM, you can send voice notes, you can send video messages, so you can even take it up a notch where an email, you can't do that, right? And one of my affiliates is Midday Square. It's like my favorite functional chocolate bar. You have to go get it. It's so good. But they are just like kings of, if I post them, they immediately respond back with a video. They're like, you're awesome. And it just makes me feel like a million bucks. So I feel like that too, right? It's like, Instagram is all about how you're making someone feel, right? That's your brand at the end of the day. That's what's going to make them stick on your page. Like, how are you making them feel? If you're a light and they're feeling, you know, they're going to stick with you and stay. Yeah. It's so interesting to say that too, because another conversation that I was just having with my partners were, was about how many pitches we get on a daily basis and how many of them are so bad. I mean, especially I'm thinking even like Instagram DMs. However, there's a few that have stuck out recently and they're all either like voice memos or their videos, you know, and I mean, it's such an easy way to stick out and such an easy way to show some authenticity, you know, and genuineness, right? And that it's not just some copy and paste DM that you're throwing, you know, to a thousand other people that day. So, you know, I think there's probably a lot of potential there for businesses. You know, one of the things that I want to talk about, are, you know, along the lines of what kind of content people should be creating. We already talked a little bit about the content pillars, you know, as far as like reels and video go, you know, you mentioned posting to stories every day, reels, carousels, like what are you seeing getting you the most engagement? You know, you talked about how there's a lot of different facets to Instagram. Which of those facets is getting you the most engagement on a daily basis? I think that it's each one is so important for a different reason. So I think that all of them are important. Like I feel posts are more getting seen by your actual followers. That doesn't mean they're not important. It is important. But reels and carousels are getting hit more with, you know, the explore page and seeing more for your non-followers. So a mix of both. However, to get your reach out there, reels and carousels are the way to go for sure. And, you know, I guess carousels as well. I mean, is that something you're seeing working? I feel like we've had success with carousels in the last six months or so. uh, And so we've put a lot of effort there in addition to reels. Carousels is not something that I have maxed out on. And I put one out last month and it did so well. And it was interesting to me because it was so simple. Like, so I create templates and that's one, another one of my digital products I share. So it's one of my templates that it's just, but it's like white and it's just font on it. Okay. You could like create it in notes of your phone basically. And all I did was write, you know, I just broke up something I was saying into 10 slides and it got shared like crazy. And really like, I was like, huh, that was so easy. So it's like, I took a thought from a reel and just broke it down into a carousel. And I was like, I need to do that more because it was actually no work and it's not even pretty. So yeah, I think carousels should be used way more than they are. As long as something, you know, educational, inspirational, entertaining. But I think to me, the biggest game changer, this wouldn't be for carousels, but the biggest 
maybe to just think through no matter what type, whether it's educational, inspirational, entertaining, whatever content you're putting out, I think the relatable is the biggest importance that I'm noticing these days. Like people are going to connect with you when they're seeing themselves in you. So instead of thinking like, oh, this needs to be perfect or so funny, right? Like I'm known to get hives. Like I just get hives all the time. It just for seven years, I get nervous, I get hives, but I just share that. And then it connects with people, right? It doesn't stop me from showing up, but I think like, you know, people just need to rip the bandaid off and show themselves because that's what's going to relate to people. Yeah. And I think that's such an important piece of advice now, especially because if you've been following kind of the AI developments, you know, I think one of my predictions around just the massive amounts of content that can be created now, your brand becomes more important than ever. And I think people really want to know, okay, there's a person behind you know, this business. And to your point, what's one of the best ways you can do that? Well, actually, you know, show your face and show that you're an actual person behind the business. Just because again, like I think, you know, people are getting more and more skeptical about, you know, the content they see online and how it was generated and whether it came from an actual person that they can trust. So, you know, you mentioned educational, inspirational, entertaining, you know, when I think direct sales, I'm just thinking like, okay, again, I think probably that picture you painted in the beginning of someone just like, you know, push in their, you know, hair products or, or whatever, you know? So what kinds of content are you creating in like, I guess in order to, so people's minds don't just shut off like, oh, okay, this is just somebody trying to sell me something. Well, I think like, you know, be a human on the internet, right? I feel like I've probably been keep saying that, but what got me to go from, oh, I don't want to be in direct sales to go was the story of how much money he was making. I feel like that sounds like everything, you know, I used to be embarrassed about that, but it's true. I was like, so you're telling me this product, which I'm going to buy anyways, because that was also the thing I learned, like my need for this product. I'm like, well, why would I just buy it when I could make this kind of money from my phone? Like, it's like, I just was like, let's go. So that being said, that's my story. And so if we can just share our stories online, like flip the script, right? Like think about who do you follow online? Why do you like them? Why do they influence you? Why do you buy whatever they're selling? Guaranteed it's because you connected with them, right? You found their story relatable some way, somehow, or maybe it was just inspirational. It impacted you and helped you in some way, right? So at the end of the day, when we can remember, we're just selling stories, right? that is selling your story, right? It's not sleazy. If you're just selling or sharing someone else's story, that's sleazy. You know, people are too worried about what other people are thinking. That's human nature to worry. But if we can realize that people are actually not thinking about you, they're actually thinking about themselves, right? It's human nature. We're all all pretty selfish, right? We're all thinking about ourselves. We're worried about someone else's thinking. Meanwhile, they just want to know what you can do for them, right? They just want to know how you can help me. So I feel that if we truly believe in what we're sharing and selling, it's a service to others and it's a disservice to not share it, right? So that goes for direct sales, that goes for affiliate marketing, that goes for digital, that goes for anything, right? For sure, direct sales gets a different rap, but when we can just realize it's no different and you're just simply sharing your story and that's then an exchange of confidence to somebody else. That's all it is. So, you know, even in posts that are entertaining or inspirational, are you almost always going to make some sort of pitch or point to your product or a product 
at the end of the post or is it so you have like a little bit of a rhythm where most of your posts maybe are going to be like content focused like i guess how do you make that pitch like do you have a certain rhythm in which you actually make a pitch for your products or are you always trying to point people you know to your dm so that you can you know engage them there like what's that look like sometimes i'll do a straight up pitch like call to action at the end but a lot of times i don't um i just if you are constantly filling your grid with value and like inspiration a solution to a problem like i want people to follow and then they're going to go to my stories and i do a lot of pitches in my story right and that's where i'm going to drive people to the dm more I don't necessarily do sales pitches in my grid. I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. I don't know if you've ever read any of his books or followed him at all, but he talks about the jab, jab, hook method and, you know, basically like give, 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 you know, and then make the ask. And I think that we should all be doing a lot more giving. I know even I respond that way when I follow people and they're just straight give, 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 give. I mean, Jasmine Starr is someone, she's always just giving. And I don't know how many webinars like you talked about, I've clicked for hers because she's so packed with value for free that I'm like, take all my money because absolutely. And she never asked me. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, I guess one thing that really stands out too, from just hearing you speak is how thoroughly you've thought through the customer journey on Instagram itself. You know, like I think big picture, I always just think about Instagram as just like, you know, sort of single dimension thing. That's part of the customer journey. Right. But just hearing you speak and how you use it. So I don't know, creatively, but then also strategically and thinking about how you're pushing people, you know, for instance, like you might get somebody to come in through a reel since that's more, I guess, explore focused, and then you get them to, you know, stories. And then from there, maybe to the DM. So hearing you talk about that, it's just so interesting. So I'm going to have to check out some of your other, other resources on all of that. Before we wrap up though, I want to talk about video and just, if you have any advice for people creating videos who might be uncomfortable creating videos. I definitely fall into that camp. I've gotten a little bit better, you know, in the past year or so, but it's not my favorite thing. Love podcasts. I love talking, <laughs> right? But oftentimes don't have to show my face, you know, on a podcast episode. Also, you know, easier to edit. But any advice you have for people who are maybe nervous getting on video? I think start small. And, you know, for some, I'm like, they're so nervous. I'm like, okay, start with a time-lapse, right? If you sell skincare or if you do makeup or you, you know, do your routine in the morning or your hair care, whatever it is that you're selling or promoting, why don't you just do a time-lapse, right? Record yourself and then put it up with music over top, right? So it's just like baby stepping in. You just showed your face, but you're not talking, you know? work yourself up to it. And then even, you know, why don't you do a dual live with someone else? So you're not alone at first, right? Or accountability, right? If you're nervous, guaranteed someone else is too. So be like, hey, I'm going to show up on stories every day this week. Will you do it too? We'll do it together. And then as soon as it like turns into a game, it just feels less, you know, and if you're accountable, you're gonna, as soon as you tell someone else, you're a lot more apt to stick to it, right? And something else, this is kind of silly, but Sometimes I'll just put on music to pump myself up and then hit record. So I get nervous. I'm like, okay, let's go. Or, you know, get the endorphins going, like go do a workout first and then do it. Right. And something else too, just post and share the first shot. Don't take a hundred stories, right? Cause then you're screwing up the authenticity, right? If you choke or do something on the video, I promise people will actually like that more than a perfect video. So just post and get it up. And sometimes like, just know the story's gone in 24 hours. Just put your phone down and go do something else. Like I tell people on my team, they're like, Oh, I could have deleted. I'm like, don't you dare. You put your phone down and now go work on an email, right? Move your brain, move your brain to something else. And then you'll forget. And then hopefully in the next time you do pick up your phone, 
there is a heart on that post or there is a message that was like, thanks, I needed to hear that. And if there's not, who cares? You're going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked a lot of people that question. I feel like this is the best response. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many great practical tips in there. And yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel like I'm somebody who falls into that category of, I don't, I want to do a million takes, you know, and Krista's uh, laughing at me right now. Cause she knows like, she's like, you know, she'll take my phone from me and be like, no, that's good enough. Walk away, you know, go away. This is good. Well, is there anything else that we should have covered that we haven't? Uh, I know that there's probably endless content that you could share. So is there anything else that you want to leave us with before we sign off? No, I think like I just I get so excited and passionate about people putting themselves out there because I truly was seven years ago that person who would like it took me eight months after joining to put a video out there. So I I totally get it. And there's just something exciting about seeing women, I should say men too, just, you know, pick up their phone and put themselves out there and build income and impact because your story is important, right? Like there's nobody else on this world before you or who's coming after you who has your story. We might have similarities and that's how we relate and we connect, but no one can share or do what you can do in the way that you can do it. And that just lights me up. Because anytime someone says, oh, it's saturated or I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm like, no one can do it the way that you can do it. And I just, I really passionately feel that everybody can do something. And I just get so excited when people put themselves out there and especially through all the nerves because that takes guts. And the more you do it, that's how you build that confidence. And that's how you build income and impact and, you know, business. Yeah. Awesome. You know, if you're listening and you want to learn more then one place you should check out is Cab's Insta Academy. I'll make sure that I link to that in the show notes as we always do. And Cab, where else can people follow along if they want to connect? According to Cab on Instagram, and then all the links are there in my bio. Or you can send me a direct message. Send me a direct message. But I'm just laughing because you said you won't shoot people to the website. And they're absolutely there <laughs> to go and check out. Or you can send me a direct message and say hi. I would, I would love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yes. Thanks for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands of Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this episode with others. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DavianKrista.com.